In Latter-day Bible prophecies, we read of a major invasion of Israel that will occur before God acts through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will return to the earth, defend the surviving remnant of God's people of Israel and establish God's kingdom on the earth. In the Latter-day Prophecies of Ezekiel 38, we read of a coalition of nations led by a figure called Gog. Gog is identified as the Prince of Rosh, and the name Rosh, or the Rus, is considered the ancient name of the Russians. Scholar Gesenius supports this, stating, Rosh, or Rus, proper name of a northern nation, undoubtedly the Russians. The Russians are seen then as a leading nation in the attack of Israel, coming out of the north parts, as it says in Ezekiel 38, verses 2 to 4. Daniel 11 also speaks of the invader of Israel in the same time period, calling him the king of the north in Daniel 11, verse 40. Other prophecies, such as Zechariah 14 and Joel 3, mention all nations being gathered against Jerusalem for battle. Therefore, the expectation is that in the time leading up to this great invasion, Russia would not be on friendly terms with Israel. Examining the situation between Russia and Hamas since the attacks on Israel on October the 7th reveals a close alliance between Hamas and Iran, which in turn is closely aligned with Russia. This may explain Russia's quick condemnation of Israel's bombing raids on Gaza, while not outright condemning the Hamas attack on Israel. On October the 9th, shortly after the attacks, the Washington Post reported that Russia expressed concern but did not condemn the Hamas attack on Israel. Moscow's relationship with Hamas has been steadily developing, with high-ranking Hamas members even meeting with senior Russian officials in Moscow. In an article entitled, quote, What Russia Hopes to Gain from the Israel-Hamas Conflict, End quote. Time magazine writes, quote, Russia has defended its decision to host Hamas members in Moscow, saying it is important to maintain ties with both sides in the Israel-Hamas conflict. The Russian foreign ministry said in, an art, in a statement that the meetings were part of Russia's efforts to secure the release of hostages from Gaza. But Hamas's description of the meetings paints a different picture. The group praised Russia's efforts to end what it called the crimes of Israel that are supported by the West. According to Russia's state-owned RIA news agency, in the wake of the meetings, Hamas has announced that it is looking for eight hostages in Gaza that Russia has asked to be released. Because we look at Russia as our closest friend, Hamas, uh, Bolitabu member Abu Mahzouk said on October 28. Hamas's visit to Moscow adds to Israeli fears that Russia is readjusting its foreign policy to move closer to Hamas. Palestinian militants have reported got, reportedly gotten around Western sanctions by funneling millions through Russian cryptocurrency exchanges. 
Ukraine's head of defense intelligence, Krylo Budanov, has also said that Russia has recently supplied Hamas with arms, although he did not provide evidence for his claim. There is no evidence that Russia was involved in instigating Hamas's October the 7th attacks or supplied weapons used. But Russia has notably not condemned Hamas's attacks on the October the 7th as terrorism. Instead, Russian officials have called for both sides to put down arms and reaffirmed its support for a Palestinian state. At the United Nations Security Council, a Russian resolution that called for a ceasefire and the release of all hostages was voted down as it failed to condemn Hamas. Others in Russia have gone further, arguing that it is time for Russia to reassess its relationship with Israel. Whose ally is Israel? The United States of America, Andrei Gergelev, State Duma deputy and member of its defence committee, wrote on Telegram. Whose ally is Iran and its surrounding Muslim world? As In the court of public opinion, Russia has taken a pro-Palestinian position to an extent that even I was surprised by it, says Hannah Noti, an expert in Russian foreign policy in the Middle East at the James Martin Center for Non-Profiliation State Studies. They're trying to align themselves with the Arab mainstream as a bid to improve Russia's standing in the region, says Mark Katz, a professor at George Mason University. For Hamandriza Aziz, an expert in Iran-Russia relations at the German Institute for International and Security Affairs, Russia's response to Hamas's attacks also reflects an inclination toward a closer relationship with Tehran and its allies in the region, which includes Hamas. Iran, Israel's bitter enemy, has become one of Russia's key weapons suppliers for its war in Ukraine. I think Russia has made a strategic choice already on who to side with in the Middle East. And it's not Israel, says Azizi. End quote. On October 29th, a shocking video was sent around social media of events in Dagestan in southern Russia. Hundreds of rioters can be seen storming an airport to search for Israeli, Israelis arriving from a flight from Tel Aviv. Reports came out of anti-Semitic attacks against Jews and that generally anti-Semitic attacks have been on the rise in Russia. On the 30th of November, the Times of Israel ran an article entitled, quote, At odds with Israel, Moscow won't even condemn Hamas for murder of its own citizens. End quote. In the article, it stated, quote, Moscow's refusal to in- investigate atrocities committed against Israelis with Russian citizenship during the October 7th massacre hints at relationship issues that Israel can no longer ignore, end quote. And even in this last week, it was of note that Hamas released two hostages that were not to do with the negotiations with Israel. Sky News reported this in an article entitled, quote, Hamas releases two Russian hostages after Kremlin negotiations, end quote, in no, in, on the 29th of November. This is what their report stated. 
Quote, Hamas has released two Russian-Israeli dual nationals and handed them over to the Red Cross under a separate agreement negotiated between Hamas and the Kremlin. Elena Trofanova, 50, and her mother, Irena Tati, 73, were released on Wednesday afternoon in response to the efforts of the Russian president, according to a statement by Hamas. That brings to three the number of hostages with Russian citizenship who have been released since Sunday. End quote. The Moscow Times reported on Russia's response to the release of the hostages. In an article published on the, 20th, the 30th of November, it is entitled, quote, Russia says grateful to Hamas for Gaza hostage release. End quote. They reported, quote, we are grateful to the leadership of the Hamas movement for the positive response to our constant appeals, the Russian foreign ministry said. We note that the Russian citizens were given the possibility to come home without being bound by the fulfilment of the conditions agreed upon between Israel and Hamas, Moscow said. It did not say in its statement how many Russian citizens remain in Hamas captivity in Gaza. Unlike most Western countries, Russia does not recognize Hamas as a terrorist organization and Putin has repeatedly called for the creation of a Palestinian state, end quote. So where does this, be- this leave us as Bible students? Well, we are beginning to see the cooling of relations between Russia and Israel as we would expect from Bible prophecy. The destiny of Russia is to be the leader of a coalition of nations, which include Iran and others, who will come down and attack Israel just before Christ returns. This is what the scriptures say, and we are seeing it come to pass before our eyes. This serves as a sign of the times, indicating the nearing return of Zion's king. Keep watching with your Bible in hand, and join us next week, God willing, for another Bible in the News.